Have you seen the um, uh, the Billy Mays one? Probably, yeah. Sorry, I had to figure out who Billy Mays was for a second. Right. They it, it's a, there's like 16, 20, 25, like there's a huge number of commercials all on the screen and they all start at the exact same time and in unison. It's like, "Hi, Billy Mays here." And then just blah, 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 blah. Hi, Billy Mays here well, that was his calling card. That's what he did. Right. You know, that's That was why they paid him. Yeah. And it's just crazy. Like, pretty much the moment he was gone, like, knew, people knew him as the infomercial, you know, but wait, there's more guy. And, like, you can still say that and people will recognize that. But unless you grew up with Billy Mays, you have no idea who that is. I'm surprised the slap chop guy didn't take his place immediately when there was a infomercial oh vacuum, gosh, power right? vacuum. I think that, especially from the song that was made by the Slap Chop commercial. Did you ever see that? No. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I will okay. send it to you post-haste after okay. after the podcast. Right, right. Speaking of the podcast. <laughs> right, yeah? It's your turn. Oh, is it? That's weird. All right. Well, I guess... Yeah, I, you do the vo- we do this every single time. You do the voice at the end, and so therefore you do the intro at the beginning. <sighs> I just forgot that that was a rule, because I... Didn't realize that was ever a rule. Anyway, as you know. Every single time I make it a rule. (laughs) I just don't agree to it, so I always have a hard time remembering it. That's true. Okay, fair Uh, enough. Well, this is a measure of an episode where it is our continuing mission to explore what makes Star Trek proper Star Trek and not just good or bad TV. I'm Jonathan. (laughs) Taking it old school. Glad you're giving it all this time. Glad you're not phoning it in. And I'm Paul. And... and the criteria by which we judge these episodes, number one, is there science fiction in the plot line? Number two, is it inherent to the plot line? That's, that's, the, that's what we say. Uh, number two, is it unique or novel in some way? Number three, is there a moral or ethical dilemma which, uh, which, which comes across in the plot? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it seemed like there should be something else after I stopped talking, but there was nothing else. You right, know? you ended with a comma and you were like, oh, okay, brain, let's see where this goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it didn't go well. But I've been Paul. And I've been Jonathan. And this has been the measure of an episode. <laughs> uh, but you already knew that. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to say you've been, might as well wrap up the episode right now. Um, <laughs> That's true. And this week, I deserved that. We watched Lower Deck Season 4, Episode 7, A Few Badgies More, which we did talk about last time. Um, we did. And, and you were, I feel like you've been trolling me all this time because you were totally right. Because the last episode, you were like, wouldn't it be funny if this whole badgy thing uh, was totally separate from the, the mystery ship and had nothing to do with it at all and it was completely resolved by the end of the episode? And I was like, ah, that's stupid, Jonathan. You're an right? idiot. Well, I'm, <laughs> having said that, like, I, I had no idea, but I'm also kind of disappointed in this episode. I did like how they wrapped everything up, but I'm also disappointed. That they wrapped everything up like in a single episode, you know, and I, it, I yeah, it did feel like it was going to, it felt like they were going to cliffhang this until the end of the season, right? Or just spread them out a little bit more, um, you know, that Agamus and Peanut Hamper were apparently she's Peanut Hamper. I thought she was Peanut Butter Hamper, but maybe that's her I like middle peanut name, Peanut Butter Hamper, right? I like that better, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like they just, yeah, they just kind of wrapped up all three of these plot lines at once, and it was. It was a nice episode, but I was just I was shocked that they they put them all together. It was kind of like it was almost it was almost lost like where 
the threads that people are like, we want to know what's going on with that. They're like, no, you don't. And they're like, all right, fine. Here's, here's everybody. Everybody dies. There we go. That's the plot. Right. (laughs) Are you happy? Right. Are you happy now? (laughs) Yeah. So, but you were, but you were totally right. Right. Yeah. Yay me. (laughs) They, they wrapped everything up. I mean, not all three of them. The, I guess the third plot line that we're talking about is the mystery ship, which Mm -hmm. we did get a drop. Yeah. Did they drop a, not a drop, a, uh, a bombshell. Yeah, they drop I guess bomb you drop yeah. bombs. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. And beats. <laughs> Unless you're Dwight. <laughs> so uh, that the, the mystery ship is, in fact, not destroying things, but sealing the ships, which I don't understand because it's, it's kind of a bait and switch. I actually don't like this. This is sort of like a, like, you know, when you watch a mystery and... Somebody very clearly you, dies. Yes, very clearly dies, and they they lead you along, and then nope, he didn't die. No, 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 no. And it's like, ah, eh, yeah, I understand, but this doesn't make it. A, this isn't this. This is bad writing because you just kind of rewrote the movie halfway through because <laughs> you needed that person to be alive. You know, right. same thing here. Because um, why would they show all of the different? Unless there's something to them showing all of the different debris from the ships that they're destroying. Well, I th- yeah, I mean, I think that was the indication, like. Um, this is, this is the clues that are, these are the clues that are being left behind. Um, but it is something called also kind of that we talked about. I don't remember if you left it in the podcast or not, but when, when they're being vaporized with the power of the blast that's going through, like we shouldn't see their bodies at all. Like they shouldn't, the bodies should not be lingering as the, as the white light is going through them. Uh, well, yeah, and it was unclear what, what the white light was, and it was just I thought it was just a very powerful weapon. And the right. problem is we see them kind of dematerialize the bodies, mm-hmm. at least some of them, mm-hmm. and then we see debris from the ship. So why wouldn't we think that it was being destroyed? It's just, it's just kind of a lazy bait and switch. That's what I didn't like about it. I like that there's now a little bit more mystery, that they weren't just destroying the ships, that there's mm-hmm. something else going on. Um, I'm, I'm disappointed, but also not disappointed that it turned out to not be – Peanut Hamper and Wei Yun. <laughs> yeah. Did did Wei Yun die in Deep Space Nine? Uh, well, all right. How do you want me to answer that? Um, <laughs> yes, multiple <laughs> times because he was a clone. Oh, I see. Did we know that the whole time? No, no. Was there he was a clone in that it was literally the same person. Like he remembered everything the previous guy knew and et cetera, or just a different person who looked exactly like Wei Yun. No, it was, it was Wei Yun every time. It's just that he was cloned before he was dead. So they, they always had one on standby. So he didn't know everything that the previous Wei Yun knew once he had been activated. Got it. Okay. Okay. Anyway, I don't know why I asked that. Oh, I was thinking, like, could it be Wei Yun somehow? (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I guess theoretically, they've brought back the Dominion War in Picard? Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though, is that the person who plays Wei Yun, whose name I used to know, uh, he's he's really hamming it up. I don't know if this particular character on Lower Decks has always been this way, but it felt like he was almost channeling Adam West. Oh, okay. It kind of felt like we were approaching that in a way. Like he was having a little too much fun with it. Right. A little too much paprika, as they say. I think as you say. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, like took it up too many notches. I see. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, did you yeah. ever notice that? Yeah. Yeah, I did, but I was also um, attributing it to him being kind of an original series computer, death computer, where all of their voices were very stilted and exaggerated. Almost, uh, I'm not your, what's it called? Mm-hmm. Uh, not your, dang it. Wow. So this is why I, people come to the podcast. I know, this, I know. This it was, moment right here. <laughs> it's not in your wheelhouse, but almost Dalek like oh I see it, were you, is that what you is that the word you were looking for no I was, I was thinking of like oeuvre or you know something like that no Dalek my balls nope no not not slaps my balls yep. no not slaps my balls okay did this episode slap your balls just out of curiosity hello I wasn't did expecting I a question hang on are you eating <laughs> what no <laughs> you better not be eating you know, this is staying in the podcast. Just to show whatever, everybody that you're an asshole. Um, well, uh, so to say it slaps my balls means that I don't care. So no, it didn't slap my balls. Okay. I want to know how long you thought I would wait while you were eating before <laughs> I said something. I was hoping if I waited long enough, you would think that there was a bad connection. And then I could just come back and be like, hello? Oh, okay. okay. I see. Noted. <laughs> Noted for all future engagements. Right. If ever there's any kind of pause, you're like, you're a dick. You're eating right now. I'm like, I call you back. <laughs> you're like, wow, really elaborate ploy, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, because if there's one thing that listeners love to listen to. Is somebody eating? Is something eating on mic. That's people right. love. But this is, your, <laughs> this is your, as you know, ASMR edition. <laughs> Ugh. I, I know. can't believe there are people who listen to people eat. Like, to I understand. relax. To relax. Yeah. That's the part that, like, I, I get irritated enough just having to listen to somebody sitting next to me eating with their mouth open, like hearing that smacking. But to oh. intentionally hunt it down to try to, like, like yeah, this is totally going to make me relax. Like, <laughs> <laughs> turn it up. Right. That, oh, and now I'm irritated that we're talking about this because this is good stuff for the podcast. But, well, <laughs> Yeah, especially like like are they like well let's let's find a YouTube video where they're eating peanut butter and banana. Mm-hmm. Those, right, like it's, uh, it's just like uh, seriously. Yeah, I don't like, know. Are there the stirring of that as well? Like stirring yogurt or cottage cheese yeah. or stuff like it's, that. Like yeah, that that triggers me not as much as when I know, even though it's technically the same sound, like it's you know, the same thing happening, just in a different vessel. I still, there's something about, like, I can't kill the bowl, right? I can't strangle and decapitate the bowl. <laughs> I mean, but you can kill the stirrer. Yeah, it's not their fault, though, you know. Uh- <laughs> it's only their fault when they, you know, commence with the eating. Okay, so whose fault is it? Whether the food is making the sound, just the sound? I, I, well, or I'm just not food? triggered enough. I'm just not angry. You know the anger that you feel, the, the irrational, sudden, just flood of anger yes. that you have when you hear it? Like, I don't get you that. You want to smack when, the food out of their hands and say, stop oh God, eating. I just, yeah. yeah, like inflict as much pain as possible mm-hmm. and future suffering. Like, <laughs> but I don't, I don't get that when it's just a bowl of stuff for some reason i don't know like it's not as bad maybe when i get older it will be (laughs) you know um but anyway to say it slaps my balls means that i didn't care and i did care like i actually enjoyed this episode so no it didn't slap my balls yeah this one fondled my balls i think (laughs) i I think that you want to make slaps my balls a good thing 
And no, I, I just want to continue with the ball theme. So I, your assignment <laughs> is to go find out in French what it means to say fondles my balls. Okay. Or not what it means, but right. But the how, translation. how you say it, right. Uh, or I could find out what language fondles my balls. I mean, I guess English, but is a good thing. <laughs> well, it's not really a saying that we say, you know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Something with, I don't know, genital caressing? Is that what we're going for? If, if we, you know, if the phrase is it squeezes my tits, is that good enough? No, because fondling your balls doesn't have to be sexual. <laughs> I don't know. I would not say the doctor fondled my balls when he asked me to turn my head and cough. Like, what would you say? I I would I grabbed like held held. I would say held held. I don't know. That's like fondle adjacent. All they need is like a little, you know those like relaxation metal balls that you like. But you yeah, know, like, like you twist exactly. Like, like there's a little yep. bit more of stimulation to fondling, and I don't think that I I can't think of a way where I would say I fondled that thing and have people not think of it in an amorous way. Oh. Like, I don't say I fondle my sandwich trying to find, like, where the best bite is. Why would you do that? It's a sandwich. It's going to be uniform. That's the idea, but you don't eat around the edge before you go for the middle? No. Oh. Who does that? So many people. So mm. many people. Because mm. So the, many people? Yes, because not everything reaches the edges, but everything is damn sure in the middle. So you just kind of enjoy the sandwich. You you tolerate the sandwich around the edges, the burger, whatever it is, the sandwich by definition. And then and then you go for the middle where you know every bite is going to have every bit and you get to enjoy it to the last bite. Oh, so are you you're sort of saving the best for last in your yeah. sandwich. Yeah. Oh, I see. By the way, is a burger a sandwich? Yes. Okay. Technically so are wings. Wings? Yeah. Oh, because they're breaded. Yep, meat surrounded by a breaded product. Yep. Uh, okay, so is pizza a sandwich? Um, what are the options? No. Uh, s- yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> no, pizza is a um, it's a salad. Not many salads have have bread in them, though. I guess they have croutons. Yeah, almost every salad that, has bread in them. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. But so, are we saying anything that has wheat? That means every salad is pizza. Oh. Well, yes, but the three the three categories are pizza, salad, and soup. Of food? Yeah. You can take all food and categorize it into those three things. <laughs> all right. Well, we need to get into this later. <laughs> this is going to be – this is taking way too much time. Did I say pizza? Because, sandwich, salad, and soup. Those are the three things. Okay. Well, that I guess that makes a little bit more sense. Sorry. But I was going to say, when you fold the pizza, mm-hmm. does it then become a, sa- a sandwich? Well, see, my question is, does a salad wrap become a sandwich if you wrap it? Well, you well, don't yes. wrap a salad wrap if you – wrap a salad does that make it a sandwich well i guess you could do that to anything right make it a sandwich then? <laughs> yeah. is this soup a sandwich well yeah if you wrap it yeah if you wrap it in something and a bread like bowl if you have yeah if you dip some bread into soup does that is it now a sandwich <laughs> right well it's got to be surrounded by a uh, bread product well the soup gets into the little holes of the bread <laughs> so therefore surrounded by the bread. Dude, this episode is going to be 10 minutes long if we cut out all the tangents. <laughs> I just want to know. Like, at a certain point, it's a slippery slope the second you start categorizing food this way. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, it makes for very heated debates. Like, there's somebody who um, who calls mac and cheese a soup because she eats it very liquidy. But just because you eat it liquidy doesn't mean that's how it's supposed to be made. Right. There's going to be maniacs in the in the world. That doesn't mean we can listen. We have to listen to them. Exactly. <laughs> First of all, who eats 
soupy mac and cheese. I can't think of anything that, that sounds... The only thing I can think of that sounds worse is listening to them eat it. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> Do they drink the remainder after they're done with all oh, the Oh, so gross. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> it's like when you have like queso with your chips. When you're all done yeah. with chips, you're like, all right, well... Although technically the same thing as eating cereal, you know, when you're done with your cereal, you drink the milk up, right? Yeah, but that's that's milk. Like it's not. It wasn't once it's all dairy. I guess that's true, but it was once. A, it never was a hard substance. It becomes one, but that's when you stop drinking it. <laughs> not unlike this podcast. <laughs> Perfect analogy and segue back. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate it. So that's pretty much how Wei Yun is channeling Adam West. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, did it slap your balls? No, actually, I was super happy with this episode. I felt like all of the complaining that I did with s- episodes four, five, six, and seven—no, four, five, and six—that finally they were they went somewhere. Finally, something kind of happened mm-hmm. in the universe, as opposed to just happening to the characters. Right. Well, okay. So technically, in the last episode, there was a huge Star Trek canon shift that Ferenginar was becoming part of Starfleet. Uh, or the United Federation of Planets. That's true. You know, that's a huge. But what hap- What's like? What's happening? Usually, like historically, when that happens in the in the in a show in an episode, n- we never hear about it again, ever again. Right. Well, that and, and also like it's for that episode. You know, that's some alien planet that they're bringing into the United Federation of Planets, and then there's some kind of conflict, and it gets resolved. <laughs> they sign it, and they move on. Yeah. Yeah. Never hear. I mean, there's never any problem. Right. Never Which happens. is kind of what I really appreciate about what's doing what Lower Decks is doing. They they keep taking these one-off aliens and showing them again, like the Binarians. Yeah, which I had to look up because I wasn't sure if it was a next-gen thing or if it was a Voyager thing. Because I remember there being characters like them in Voyager. But oh, okay. yeah, yeah, Binars, next-gen. Yep. And they've they've done that so many times. They've you know either as just a background character or um, you know as a a supporting race in the episode. But um, but yeah, it was just nice to actually have these callbacks in this series. And it's funny, I kind of had this realization watching it when they were talking about going to warp 9.99 and so he could traverse the universe at mm-hmm. all given points in space and time. Mm-hmm. I felt like that's what this show is good at, is taking gigantic subjects like that and gigantic problems like that and turning them into something that just happens, you know, kind of like the flower and the the Tuvix episode where I think it was most of the episode they were trying to figure out what was going on with that. And also in the the Forager episode where they go to warp 10, it was the whole episode and the whole episode was about that thing and whether or not they could do it and how they could do it and the consequences of doing it. Whereas in this one, it just happens. They just do it. Right. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. 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 And it takes one second. That's what they do a lot of in this show. That's true. Yeah. Good call. Good observation. Are you just saying that so I'll keep talking and you can take another bite of your food? <laughs> Don't make this a thing, man. It was just, I was hungry. <laughs> the, the the routine, the pattern has been that you have a tendency to give a lot of detail about the episode and I will chime in in the, in the first half of, the, of our episodes. And so I thought I had him in it. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, regret is a sour thing to have in your... <laughs> That classic phrase, that classic <laughs> adage. In your sandwich. Regret is a sour thing in your sandwich, my friend. <laughs> that sounds like another translation from French <laughs> that yeah. we've appropriated. 
Uh, yeah, but anyway, I did like this episode. I felt like so much was going on. And there were like two plot lines happening at the same time. And two solid merged, plot lines, yeah. Yeah, it was cool. And one even kind of got resolved in the middle of the crisis of the other one with Badgie. Badgie? Yeah, yeah Badgie. Yeah, Badgie. And that was good. Like, I like it when that happens. I like it when there's a lot of momentum. I guess that's what I like. I like momentum in episodes and in the universe. So I think that when that's lacking, I get bored or I just feel like there's something missing. Well, yeah, this this episode was had, had momentum because kind of everything was leading to the next thing. You know, it wasn't it wasn't this happened and then this happened and then this happened, which is kind of kind of what happened with the um the Tendi episode. You know, like we it, it was there was another episode even going further back that I'm trying to remember. Oh, the Shattered episode. It was one of our first episodes ever recorded. Um, where they they were just kind of going to the same thing, and then they were like, you know, um, thank you for saving me, but your princess is in another castle, and then they had to go and do the next thing. Um, and like the the Tendi episode was very much like that, but this episode, you you kind of had to describe the plot by working backwards. You know, they got to the end because this happened, and that happened because this happened. Yeah, that's like a Pixar thing. Like they say, this happened because of, therefore, like this happened, therefore this happened. Right. Is the the adage that they they try and stick to Mm -hmm. in their sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Try to keep it sweet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Yeah. So I I enjoyed this episode. I felt like, see, this is the thing is that there's lots of character stuff in this episode. It's not as though they have to sacrifice the character development for a fast-moving plot. They had plenty of character stuff. They even kind of forward-moved forward-moved the plot line of like the love the the love story between Tendi and Rutherford. Yeah, yeah, her little comment. <laughs> right, that was a great little thing too. <laughs> With Mariner just be like, well, I uh, you know, I'm the one who rem- reminded you of that, but you know, yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about Mariner. So this is maybe my complaint about Mariner, is that she's kind of like Kramer from Seinfeld, where if Kramer was in every scene, when he's the main character of the episode, it's a little yeah, it's a it's little old. much yeah yeah. But when you just get little you know little hits of it, kind of like Paprika, you know, she's the Paprika of the characters because she's her kind of just. Uh, you know, I don't want to describe her character. Everybody knows what she's like. Right. <laughs> it's too much. Like Boimler is perfect because he's a little bit more straight man than than Mariner is. So I think I liked it because we got just enough of her. Yeah. It was just funny enough. So just enough of her and just enough Rutherford. <laughs> well, do you think Rutherford is in that same vein of being too much of a character, a caricature? I think they all are. Um, I, you know, I think that you're, you're right. I mean, you, you've already described Mariner by not describing her. Um, And yes, Boimler's a straight man, but he's also more of like the very strict rule follower. And, you know, it's, it's become an exaggeration. And I feel like Tendi and Rutherford, I'd have to think about it a little bit more, but they feel kind of like the same person where they're both just super excited about um, whatever they're discussing. And they want to be everyone's friend. Yeah. Um, but I, I, one of the things I did like about this was that Rutherford 
kind of came up with the solution. I don't know how often this happens in Star Trek. Usually the solution comes up at the last minute. And I like that he came up with it within the first act, you know, and um, and he just decided to give Badgie a hug saying, like, I treated you as a science project instead of my child. Right. And, yeah. and that ultimately wound up causing the problem. But it was just nice that they didn't go in Mariner style <laughs> and just like <laughs> try to dropkick him. I mean, that could have been easily the end of the episode where Rutherford realizes that he just needs a hug. Exactly. And that's how, you know, which which would have been terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, we would have canceled this podcast. Although having said that, I think I would have liked if they did that. And it like, because usually a two-parter is where they like, they're still trying to come up with a solution and they haven't yet. Or there's a new problem that comes up, but they don't usually come up with a solution at the end, which then creates another problem. And that's where the cliffhanger starts. So... That would have been kind of fun to see where, like, yes, I agree with you that I'm glad they didn't do that. But having said that, it would have been fun if he did. He's like, I just need to love him. And he gives him a hug. And then they have that moment. And Badgie splits into Badgie and Goodgie, which was great. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where the episode ends on a cliffhanger. Like, we thought the problem was going to be solved. And it turns out that just created a bigger problem. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they could have both. Both could have happened easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By the way, so it seems like Tendi gets her shirt off every single episode now. Am I just sort of combining all of the ones where she gets her shirt off? But it seems like every single one she manages to get her shirt off. So there's a Britcom called Coupling, and they're talking about a movie. I forget which one, but one of the characters says, oh, yeah, this actress is naked in like the entire thing. And somebody else says, she's naked in one scene. And he goes, depends how you watch it. <laughs> right. And so I, I kind of feel so like... So you're saying that I... <laughs> Look, I'm not saying... I just... I don't know where that came from. That just... <laughs> that is an isolated uh, comment, is right. what you're saying. Yeah. Total non sequitur. Right. Yeah. But am I wrong? <clears throat> it seems like she's always ends up in her undershirt. Uh, I, I feel like she is fast becoming a fan favorite, and there are lots of clips of her in a way that Mariner has not been seen since season one. Uh, so you're saying they're, they're sexualizing her in a way? Yes, but I th- I think it's more of an intentional Star Trek thing and not completely oblivious. You know, just because she's animated, like they well, we all know that doesn't matter. <laughs> but what I mean is, like the animators are being deliberate with their choices with her. I feel like you're dancing around something. That are you saying that there's lots of fan porn of Tendi? <laughs> trying to say. <laughs> um. I have not gone actively searching for that, but on the Star Trek fan pages, they're like, man, Tendi is such a great character. And then they show like all the pictures of her, like in her midriff and with her top off. And, you know, like there's a, there's an episode where she came out of the sonic shower and she's got a towel wrapped around her, you know? And so there was that moment too. Right. Yeah. I'm just starting to notice it. I thought it was just a thing that they did sometimes, you know, but it's starting to be a regular occurrence. (laughs) Right. Sometimes is becoming more often than not. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I have nothing else to say about this episode. It was just fun to watch. It was a fun little thing that happened. I'm sure there are tons of references that we missed or that I missed, you know. Right. I liked how evil Agamus was and wasn't. Like, he had all these deep schemings and, you know, <laughs> uh, Boimler was like, man, you took over this planet so fast. I really don't think that Starfleet will be able to fix this in less than an hour. Yeah, that was great. I, it did kind of have this sense that Boimler and Mariner, was it Boimler and Mariner that were out there? Tendi, but yeah. Oh, right, right. 
that they expected all of this, that they were just letting him kind of do his thing so they could get information from him, that they knew all of this was going to happen because they were totally relaxed and Mm -hmm. not at all worried about what might be coming from him. Right. But that didn't happen. But I was just, were you expecting that to happen? Um, No, I mean, there is definitely an episode surrounding Agamus that we haven't seen yet uh, that I feel like may have given this more context. But it, it didn't feel so much as like they knew to me. It didn't feel like they knew he was going to do these things so much as they knew that whatever he was doing wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, they they don't have a lot of. Uh, they're not afraid of him. Right. What's his name? Agamus. Agamus. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, I'm excited because that means that I think episodes eight, nine, and ten are going to be. I hope at least in the same <laughs> vein. What. Perfect place to stop. All right, let's see what we're watching next. <laughs> what? Uh, what season that? four, episode eight. It's called Caves. The lower deck, the lower deckers go on a classic cave mission. <laughs> Why? What is so funny? Because you're like, I feel like eight, nine, and ten are going to hit the ground running. And I knew that the blurb for this was like, eh, it's an episode where they're in a cave. You know what's coming. <laughs> Well, you don't know that. I know. I, right. Like it, because ugh, I'm so irritated by these one-liners. Like, because it is one yeah, they, line. They say nothing. Right. They say nothing. It, you know what they should do? They should, like, just keep this full-on Star Trek tropes. And, like, start, and even the blurbs, it should say, but things are not as they seem. <laughs> See, I would have a lot of respect for that. If yeah. every single blurb ended with that. <laughs> right. That would be great. Okay, so proper episode? Oh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> the whole, whole point of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, um, I enjoyed it. Uh, Remember, we specifically think, said we were not going to be that podcast. We're, oh, yeah, they did that in there. I like that episode. Or I like that part. <laughs> You're right. And we're still not. Right. <laughs> uh, was there a, a ethical dilemma? I don't know. Hey, uh, speaking, speaking of which, um, Agamus and Peanut Hamper, they weren't being honest with each other. Did you notice that? I just realized oh, that. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight on a very special episode of Lower Decks, <laughs> right. some friends learn something about each other they didn't know before, which is usually how learning works. <laughs> We've all grown. <laughs> so yes, there you go. A proper Star Trek episode. Right. And we liked it. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yes! <laughs> All right. Are we done now? I think so. Okay, we did it. We did the thing. (laughs) We did it. All right. So I've been Jonathan. And I've been Paul. And this has been The Measure of an Episode. But you already knew that. Is that Janeway?